You're listening to a Monster Kid Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Clock Strikes Midnight, a podcast for discussion of weird, fun films and TV shows to watch late at night. I am your host, Jay, and tonight I'm joined by the Gory Picture Show's own Lewis to discuss this year's Netflix sequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, turn out the lights, draw the shades, wrap up in your favorite blanket by the speaker, and listen for the 12 bells. You're here. You're here, man. I I am. I, I am. I, I am. I I love seeing your face on the other side of this. Yeah, it's good to actually meet you. We've we've interacted pretty much only uh, on like Twitter through through tweets. So this is uh, now. I feel like I officially know you, which is great. <laughs> we we are. We're, we go back. We're we're really old friends now. Yeah. To be honest, I am a huge uh, fanboy. Just being straight with you, man. Mm. Like right from the get go, like I was like, so I started listening to podcasts mm, several years ago. Somehow tripped across this little cast. You might have heard of it called Test Pattern. No, not ringing a bell. Yeah, I was gonna it's say weird. this is a vague recollection, yeah. and mm. they they kept mentioning the these roulette boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they kept saying, man. The roulette boys. What did you think? I don't know, but the roulette, the roulette boys thought, and I'm like, <laughs> and the more I, the more I thought about that, I was well, I'm gonna have to find out who these guys are, and then I listen, and you guys are awesome, man. You guys are hilarious. Oh, thank you so much, and that's that's really nice to hear. The show is dead now. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> for anybody who cares at this yeah. point, you can't listen. They're it's, off it's the air. <laughs> nice to meet our single listener. Uh, this is <laughs> it's me. I'm the last yeah, one. Yeah, so you're carrying down. the torch for us. I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, uh, thank you so much. That's that's so kind. I, I've never. Uh, I've, that's that's just uh, so wonderful, and just knowing that anyone is happy to hear my voice is shocking and and just an honor. So thank no, you. No, thrilled. And I'll tell you something else that's interesting. I don't know if you guys has have heard this before, but um, you and occasionally Mike sounds like you a little bit. I've I've heard that before. Yes, yeah. I don't I don't get it. But I, <laughs> right, because he's your friend, and you guys sit in the same room, and you're like, uh, right, not not even remotely. Uh, Jack, I'm like three. Jack, of him. we can tell, man. Jack, Jack is Jack's his yeah. own deal. But yeah, every so often, like you're more the. Let me tell you about the fuck I just watched, and Mike kind of goes off and gets a little more intense. He kind of yeah. riff, he riffs faster and with more intensity sometimes. Not to say you're not an intense dude. I'm just saying that's, that's what I heard from the roulette side of things uh yeah man i mean so mike is uh mike i think you know we met in 
uh, college, right? So we were both in the same journalism program. We were both really into, uh, you know, movies and shit. Uh, he had a radio show on campus that he invited me on a couple of times when people bailed. Um, and that was just talking about movies and stuff. And that like is kind of like the precipice of like what led us to ultimately starting a podcast and jack was my roommate so that's how he got involved and nice, uh, nice. yeah yeah and it, it was like a, a whole thing but yeah i mean mike is uh a great i and i, I rag on him a lot like <laughs> like that's like part no of it. like we, we no that's <laughs> not part of your show at all <laughs> and jack is so respectful <laughs> yeah yeah no we're all we're all super respectful of each other <laughs> there's no cursing <laughs> It's a completely kid. It's it's kid friendly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, I I love like garbage. I love trash. Like that's why I I do like the gory picture show with Brandon because like I love like these crappy uh, obscure movies. But like Mike is like not nah, like I like fucking films, man. So yeah. I when yeah. he goes into analysis, like I, I think it's always like really great and well thought out. And Jack just has this encyclopedic knowledge of film of like unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm I'm all. I'm all charisma, I guess is the way to put it. <laughs> that you are, my friend. <laughs> that you are. Uh, yeah, no, um, Mike is brilliant. I love listening to Jack, and I love listening to you. And then another thing sort of struck me was that, like, of the Monster Kids that the Test Pattern people kind of put together, uh, I am of the aged. I'm pretty up there. Uh, Pete, <laughs> mi- Pete might have me beat, man, but I'm, you know, I'm rotary phone old. Well, luckily, like, we don't keep track of it. Like, I don't have, like, a poster on my wall of, like, oldest monster kiss. <laughs> Descending order. Like one of those. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like a Scorsese, like, this is the mob boss up here. Yeah. <laughs> and then down below. Pictures with strings everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, um, but that, but then you went on to, to, to work with uh, Dr. Brandon Hardy. Dr. Brandon Hardy, yeah, uh, for the Gory Picture Show, which I'm loving as well. So, you know, your 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 uh, programming just continues to be awesome. So, thank you. Yeah, I hope we can get another fucking episode out soon. <laughs> uh, am I allowed to curse on this? I don't. I don't know <laughs> yeah, if this do, is. A... Do your worst, my man. In fact, <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said that because, uh, well, full disclosure, we're both drinking. Mm. Uh, mm. Slancha, by the way, Slancha. Mm. It is, uh, for the listeners at home, this is, uh, I can confirm that there are sips being taken as we speak, and this is officially St. Patrick's Day, so. Yeah. yeah. I watched the movie we're about to talk about before this and started drinking during that, just like, you (laughs) know. Yeah, right, to sort of grease the the rails a little bit. And frankly, I mean, who better to talk about St. on St. What what better to do on St. Patrick's Day than a Scottish-American guy and uh are you zotero is is uh spanish right yeah puerto rican okay i'm i'm half puerto rican i don't look it so so, so scottish american dude puerto rican american dude reviewing the texas chainsaw massacre 2022 <laughs> for saint patty's day yeah i think none of this makes sense but i'm into it it's gonna work out somehow <laughs> i know it i know it is and to be fair though in this film there are two i i I just realized this today when I was watching and uh, just like you right before we recorded the there are two Irish actors in the oh. film playing Americans. I did not know that. Yeah, we can get to them. One of them uh, actually she played Sister Marlene and Mandy and I knew her right away. She came mm. up on the screen and her name is uh, I might be really fracking this name up, but it's uh, 
Her name is Al- Alwyn Fiar, and she plays Sally Hardesty, uh, the aged Sally Hardesty. Right. And I thought she was really well cast. Uh, yeah, sure. She, she looks exactly like you would think Sally would look older. And then the dude who played um, Richter, the mechanic, the really diesel gunning mechanic. Yeah, his name is uh, is um, Mo Dunford. <laughs> I mean, is there a, is there wow. a more Irish name than that? There, there, there's no less Texan name than Mo Dunford. <laughs> I, I think that's true. That's pretty yeah. good Texan. And uh, yeah, so they're both uh, they're both Irish. So, uh, and then also t- in honor of today's discussion, I have predetermined a secret drinking word. Now you're not going to know what this word is, mm. but since you and I are both, by the way, what are you swilling there, my friend? I mean, it's it's St. Pat's. We might as well. Yeah, man. So I I typically don't do this. Um, so you guys can't see me. Uh, I'm fat. And so that means I have to be careful <laughs> you are around not. beer. You are definitely that's, not. That's very kind of fat. you. Get but, out of here. Okay. But anyway, so I, I don't usually drink beer, but, you know, St. Patrick's Day. I'm not going to drink wine on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. That seems pretty fucked up. So unless you say St. Pat- a- Patrick's in like an Italian accent. A St. Patrick's. St. Patrick's. I'm going to have myself a little Malone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a uh, Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, nine percent alcohol, which is good. Nice. Um, I ran out of whiskey earlier; otherwise, I would just be throwing that back. But yeah, <laughs> what what are you drinking? I'm drink. Okay, this is a, this is not exactly Irish, but it is important to bring up. I am drinking a Doctor Vodka. Oh, uh, and is or Doctor Pepper and vodka. I was going to say a vodka pepper. Uh, however, the vodka is strictly Ukrainian. I have. Okay. I, I will. I will not buy Russian vodka. That yeah, is, hell that, yeah, that's man. my sacrifice. To uh... first of all, so brave, and thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I count myself amongst the <laughs> amongst the people who, who are really taking one for the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in my I own little way, Russian porn. I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I was about to too, and then I got like the news notification. I was like, "Not today, <laughs> absolutely not today." You're Back like to the Germans, Tanya, Tanya, Niet, Niet. <laughs> As I'm kicking hookers out of my room, <laughs> Tanya, no, <laughs> Oksana, <laughs> too soon. That's right, not. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we have these great drinks. So if if you if you say the buzzword, I might I may interrupt you. I'm not trying to be rude, right. brother. No, that's great. And I'll just say drink. Uh, oh, this is exciting. This is like Pee Wee's Playhouse with alcohol. <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of is. And it's going to get twisted. But I, so when I reached out to you, you you suggested the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. After nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world. In, re- in a remote Texas town. Completely shot in Bulgaria. Yeah. The whole thing. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. They yeah, shot I, the whole damn thing in Bulgaria. Yeah. I, I, cause you, I don't think you could find towns like that in Texas, really. Like, <laughs> no, you know that's what I mean? True. Yeah. They, to, to be fair, they built the town. So oh, they, okay. they, uh, they built this sort of, they built a ghost town. Yeah. And uh, I, I gotta, I gotta admit, man, I, I'm digging the vibe. Uh, Dude, me too. I, and that's the you know reason why I, I suggested this is because this movie came out and okay. So 
if you're on Twitter and you're, you're into horror movies, you sadly like are a part of horror Twitter, just like kind of at least tangentially. And so you see a lot of stupid shit um, and like it happens every time any horror movie comes out. There is a group of people that will vehemently hate it and a group of people that will un- inexplicably love it. The people that hate it will refuse to uh, acknowledge anything good about that movie and the people that love it will refuse to, s- to admit that it's yeah. not Citizen Kane. So <laughs> I'm I'm watching this go down like the, the, the movie had come out online yeah. and uh, on Netflix because it, it was uh, like a Friday launch and, and people are watching it. I'm seeing like Friday morning, like people, people's reactions. Sure. Friday morning. They were waiting right there. It's yeah, midnight. Yeah. Quick, turn it on. And don't, don't get me wrong. I had no expectations that this movie was going to be good. But like the the reactions were so polarized. I thought it like just universally, like everyone would like hold hands and come together and just take a <laughs> dump on this movie. But that's that's not what happened. It was just more vitriol and fucking yeah. hatred being spewed out there. Yeah. So I, I watched too. it myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I was like, there's got to be something more to this than just like a bad movie, which is what I was assuming it would be. And I got absolutely rip roaring piss drunk that night. <laughs> and at like two in the morning, I decided to start <laughs> the, the oh, movie. Man. Oh, and I man. finished it and I was like, I fucking like that movie. But I, I haven't been sure if it was just because I was drunk or not. <laughs> so I was like, but- let's let's do it for this and I can find out. Well, you know, it's funny you said that, man. So I am both of the people you just spoke about. So I've watched this movie twice. Mm. And the first time I watched it, um, uh, I was one of the naysayers. And not to, not to say I wasn't, I, I, I just wasn't into it. And, I, and I, I think I pinned down why. And we can talk a little bit about maybe, maybe a, a cool, a novel way to approach, well, not novel, but a, at least a way you can approach sequels and appreciate them mm. without going off the rails. Um, and the second time I watched it today, I just had a fucking blast, man. <laughs> this movie is fun. It's a yeah. fun movie. Like if you go into it with, let's talk about that later. I, I, I I'm going to, I'd love to talk to you about sort of what, what makes a, uh, what makes an appropriate remake or what have you. Um, and then, uh, and then we can kind of go into it, but, um, well, what? Let me. Let, well, let's start. Let's start easy then. Like, what? What did you like about it, man? What were like two or three things that you really dug about it? I okay. So I could be misreading it. Um, that this this could all be in my head. It feels like the people who made this think that the Halloween reboot series is stupid, <laughs> and they're actively making fun of it. And that's that's what I I, I really dig. I also like like I am definitely like super liberal like left i live in new york city i'm i'm a complete fucking you know lib cuck whatever you want to call it you're a bronx, uh, you're a bronx bomber man yeah man um right but uh we don't do well or not me specifically but like the group is like anytime we're like criticized or made fun of in media people are like that's a bad thing like, <laughs> like this is stupid <laughs> and like right way but i was like no we deserve it a little bit we're a little ridiculous too like it's, silly, it's okay yeah. yeah um and and i like the way it took the piss at us it, it's not always like creative or smart but um i i think the way it actually handles the politics is like and granted before this i watched like the hunt for for uh cinema marketing so like oh subtlety yeah was not present in that <laughs> it at wasn't all. on your, it was on the radar what'd no. you think what just i mean just quick sidebar what, what would you think 
Oh, God, I did not like that movie. Um, It it seemed to try very hard to say nothing and (laughs) succeeds. uh, Yeah. Takes itself a little too seriously, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I do think Betty Gilpin fucking awesome. She's she's fantastic in that movie. And I love her in glow. And I'm sad that that got canceled. Did you like the hunt? Um, I am. I'm still waiting for it. I have heard and read a lot of people who agreed with exactly what you just said. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I have to withhold full judgment, but fair enough. Uh, it sounds, uh, like that was the direction it was going. And it also sounds like it went the kind of the opposite direction that this film did. Yeah. Cause like you said, this film was kind of like, okay, we're going to scare the shit out of people. We're going to show a lot of blood. We're going to do our best with the effects. Uh, and we're going to, while we're doing it, we'll pay homage and tease ourselves a little bit as we go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought they did a pretty decent job of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was really fascinated by the, by the approach here because, and this is like the latest in like a long line of these, uh, quote unquote requels, you know, they're, they're both reboots and sequels and this drink is... <laughs> ice drink. Eric. I wish you could see, man, you took that so seriously. <laughs> I'm naturally you're not, obedient. You're not going to have nearly enough beer if, if every time you. <laughs> to, I'm good. Don't to, worry. The, to the audience at home, he just held up two additional bottles that are just sitting there in the back. I didn't come to play. No, sir. <laughs> you said the word. I think you have an idea what it is, but um, yeah. So if you, I, I, if you feel like, like a drink, you say it again. It and if you uh, if you feel like not drinking again, just avoid the, those words. <laughs> so okay so anyway that type of movie gotcha is, <laughs> is it movie because that will be no no it's not problem. movie i promise <laughs> i promise um yeah no so i i mean that kind of kind of movie is is so popular now um and i think it's been used to varying degrees of success every time they come out again the vitriol and the the discourse if you will is is always uh insufferable <sighs> I hmm. I think as as a way of paying homage to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like I I and I like that movie a lot. I'm not the biggest fan of the Texas Chainsaw series in general. I like one and two, and pretty much that's the end. Yeah, of I was going to ask you about like that. Which which ones had you seen? Because. This one seems to have been written, I could be wrong, but it seems to have been written as a, that, that either could follow, in theory could follow some of the others. To be fair, I haven't seen them all, man. Yeah, that's uh, But, and it's been a while since I have seen the ones that I've seen, but it also was written that it could be a direct sequel to the OG. That, I think, is, what is uh, the, the idea is that, it, same as Halloween, it ignores all the sequels, it's a direct sequel to... The first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and in that they do a pretty good job. Um, and you know, is it like you said before? Is it Citizen Kane? Is it you know? Is it Throne of Blood? Is it one of these like impossible to? No, it, it's not. But but they do a decent job with it. Like for instance, some of the cinematography is awesome. Yeah, people for a really film? shitting. On that one shot, and and I think it's it's gorgeous. And in the film itself, it, it happens as the bus is pulling away. But mm-hmm. it's you know the bus is pulling away, 
And then you're looking from behind an alley at Leatherface's silhouette in the rain coming down with the train. And it looks fucking awesome. Like, it's, it's, it's an impressively shot film. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's interesting is kind of uh, T-Rex style. <laughs> in the next scene, they just sort of show inside the bus all these people leaving on a bus while Leatherface was just shown prior. And the whole bus just kind of lurches to the side. <laughs> and it makes you wonder, like, what's he doing? Is he ramming this, like, rhino style? Like, what's going on out there? But yeah, he, I, I assume he just, like, threw the chainsaw at a wheel. I, you know? Yeah, you yeah. You don't really get an idea of what happened. But the whole the whole bus kind of lurches and stops. And, of course, the driver's like, oh, I don't know. What the hell? I better go outside and see what's going on. And everybody's like, no. And it's full of those kind of cool tropes where you're like, oh, just do it. Just go outside. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun if you just go out of this bus for two seconds. Uh, I agree. That was one of the cool shots. Another cool shot that I loved was they do some cool, like, okay, so if, if people haven't guessed already, some were pretty spoiler heavy here. If you haven't yeah. seen, you know, this film, maybe, maybe shut us off. Come, please come back. We'll yeah. get more drunk and have more fun, but there's no uh, real twists here, though. Like, yeah, yeah, this is true. This is wait, there's there is kind of one kind of. Ah, I see what you mean. Yeah, that was Fair enough. a modern. Uh, well, it was like a, a an old school twist with a modern update. We'll get to it, <laughs> but but there's some cool, like there's some really cool shots. Like for instance, when when the ambulance crashes. And uh, Dante's girlfriend's in the front, and she just she realizes that uh, Leatherface is kind of freaked out and left the van. She doesn't know what he's doing out there in the back, but she she sort of quietly radios, and she's in the foreground and she's in focus. And split screen on the back on the left, you just see Leatherface just over the body of his former caretaker, just doing something perverse. It's hard you can't you can't see what he's up to. But it's violent and it looks pseudo-sexual and uh, and it's twisted. Whatever he's doing, it ain't right. Yeah, no, totally. I I think like you know if you've you've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre before, like you there is an, an assumption as to what is going on because you know Leatherface's whole shtick and why he's Leatherface. Yeah. Um. You know what, what's interesting? The first time I watched the movie, and because I was I was so drunk. <laughs> I was convinced that that woman was Hardesty. Uh, that was Sally Hardesty. And I was like, this is such a better. And I was so bummed out when they introduced her because I was like, this would be a fucking awesome way to include that character. That like if she like unwittingly was like taking care of this oh, man. Yeah. Who oh, killed I see what you're saying. Friends. So as if uh, what was her name? Jenny mm. was actually Sally. Right. Yeah. Oh, because, that would I mean, have been kick ass. The way she's in this now, there's no reason for her to be like, I have to assume that they're making fun of it because like she shows up, accomplishes nothing. And then spoiler alert, she dies. She becomes like, the face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, or are so you talking I, about uh, oh, Sally? Are you talking Sally, about Jenny? Yes. Oh, Sally. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jenny Sally, becomes like, the face. Sally. Yes. I agreed. Sally shows up like the most over the top version of like Laurie Strode in these new Halloween movies where she's like, I'm going to fucking get him. And like, we just keep cutting back to her doing fucking nothing, like like getting phone calls and like looking at car accidents and stuff. And I'm like, why just show up, like do, do what you have to do. 
she, she had no she arc. Was, <laughs> yeah, I know they they should. Like, you're right. They sort of show her and she cocks the shotgun, and then they then they they pan away like immediately. Right, that's how right. she does. She's and fucking then, useless in this. Like, if she was yeah. the person that she that he killed, and then he was wearing her face for the rest of the movie, that would be kick ass. Yeah, I must admit. But instead, we get Alice Krieg show up for uh very she's a great actress but she's in it for five minutes got i'm sure she got paid well and went home uh and did you recognize her do you know her from other stuff have you seen her before Mm -mm. uh no not at all i know her from two things uh and uh, she's she's an accomplished actress but she was in ghost story uh, the movie with Fred Astaire, I think it was uh, 1980. I was thinking a ghost story. Uh, yeah, the the one that, yeah. yeah, no, this is like the OG ghost story with, with Fred Astaire in 80. I think uh, Peter Straub wrote that novel. Great novel, yeah. too, by the uh, way. Tess Pattern did a great episode about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They did. Yeah. They, and they did They did great justice to it. Uh, so she was in that. She played the ghost. And then she, <laughs> she also played the Borg Queen in the most recent uh, Star Wars Next Generation film. Star Trek? Is star- yes. Well, I say yes. Star Wars? Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I should I was- probably... I- I'm going to drink just because I said that. Okay. <laughs> but no, yes, thank you. The Star Trek, she played Picard's, you know, Borg Queen, and mm. and she took off Data's skin. I don't know if you saw that one. I have never watched a Star Trek movie. I've seen a few episodes of the show. I Oh, okay, that's not true. I watched the reboot movies. Um and okay, with with uh, Pine. Yeah, and I think and, they're uh, bad. Yeah. I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't really enjoy them. But uh, I, I've watched the show, and the show is pretty fucking cool. I gotta say. Yeah, the the show is cool. Actually, if you you know you and uh, and the the former, AKA Roulette Boys, <laughs> <laughs> would, would probably dig uh, the uh, the original series. Yeah, like just now, just for like it's over the top acting and it's kitsch and it's ridiculous sets and kind of like out there wacky story plots that reach way too far and so yeah. forth. That's she, the stuff that I've seen and that is exactly the reason why I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I can yeah. do this. This is going to be fine. <laughs> uh, but no, she, she was in that and then, but in this film, she literally comes on, has a heart attack uh, and then this is and then Leatherface remains like a relatively docile human and then that was one of my uh, so, so I was going to ask you about some of your favorite scenes, but one of my favorite scenes is the uh, so she she's in the ambulance. He goes with her, um, and uh, one of the new kids goes with them to make sure that she's okay. And uh, she she passes away in the in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Spoiler: she passes away. <laughs> and Leatherface is freaking out. He's he's just dialing the knob like in in a haphazard manner on her oxygen tank. And the deputy makes the mistake of trying to stop him by putting his hand on top of Leatherface's hand. And the next scene, man, look, I, I know this isn't through OG, and I know there are better films, and there sure are, there, there, but there aren't many better pieces of gore than, than being stabbed by one's own compound fracture. Yeah, dude, I fucking lost it. Holy shit, that Whoa. was amazing yeah brilliant absolutely fucking brilliant like and and just mean-spirited which i think (laughs) is perfect for texas chainsaw massacre totally even though this goes so much farther than that original one does like like the 
but somehow I still think that that first one feels more brutal and and more uh, like just uh, not regarding the human condition at all. Like just just mean spirited and and gross. Like I it's interesting because the violence in this it's so much it's so ratcheted up and it is you know it's it's gory as hell and it's honestly it's more than we usually see even from modern horror movies like that's tr- this completely is true man yeah and you know what and i think that's what they got right so so if you watch the original it seems abrupt like like crazy abrupt and completely brutal and if you take 74 abrupt and brutal and then transpose it to 2022 remake drink remake Gotcha. You will get a a, a good a predecessor in spirit uh, is what the first film was to this one, and this one did its best to to live up to that. And I think that first kill is like I was like, okay, here we go, strap in, yeah, because they're gonna get this one right. Yeah, in terms no, it's, of it's like a great that abrupt, way to get it started. Yeah, abrupt, mean, sudden, unexpected, quick. And very very bloody, um, and uh, and there's a few others uh, kills like that too. So most of my most of my favorite scenes are, of course, those those gore scenes. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's a Texan cowboy who follows him in with a gun, and you're thinking, oh well, maybe Leatherface has kind of met his match. And um, he he, I'm trying to think. Does he use a hammer? He wallops this guy with a sledgehammer to the knee and his knee inverts oh the richter that guy yeah 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 i i think it was either a sledgehammer or like the the blunt end of an axe the okay yeah i knew it wasn't the chainsaw yet i don't think so anyway no no because he would have cut him but uh but no his 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 knee inverts and i have to i have to give him a little credit here you could tell that a little bit a little bit of CGI was peppered in here. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. Th- this is this is probably the most praise I can heap on this this movie, man. This is some of the best like combination of CGI and practical that I think I've seen in film to to date. Yeah. True. I, I got to say I'm not that surprised considering like who's behind it. I mean, Betty Alvarez is only involved as a producer, but I mean, if you look at Evil Dead, mm-hmm. uh th- there hadn't been a horror movie in years that used that kind of practical effect and that level of CG uh before that that had come out. Like he he's a big proponent of that. So I, I imagine if if a director shows up under his I think it's Bad Ombre is his yeah. uh production label. Mm-hmm. Someone shows up under that, though, he's probably like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it." Like, which is which is great, and we need so much more of that. Like, that is so important. Yeah, like, it, all right. So back to the scene where he's this. This is a perfect example of it. Back to the scene where um, Leatherface is in the background doing something pseudosexual to a corpse that you and like you said, like if you know what's coming, you're like, "Oh, he's doing his thing." But right. if, you, if you don't know what's coming, you're like, "Holy shit!" And she says she she announces uh, the the next to be victim announces to the through the police radio he's he's wearing her 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 face he's wearing her face um and he holds it up to the sun of right. course and then slaps it on his own face and so forth but he comes around the corner and the next few kills is kind of like it's just one after another after another the brutality continues so mm. the the ambulance driver kind of wakes up she thinks she's the passenger she thinks he's dead and uh she's kind of trying to reach over to help him 
and Leatherface shows up, great jump scare, at the window, and just kind of looks at him, tilts his head, realizes that he's still alive, and then just takes his, his caretaker's oxygen tank and just wails on him, yeah. like about and- three times, right in the head. And you watch it like I, like I feel like normally like the instinct from a lot of horror directors is let's cut to uh, Dante's girlfriend's reaction of this. Yeah. Or watch uh, her get splattered. Say, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, but no, they, they they stay on it, which I, I think is great. They do not shy away from the violence here at all, which is uh, just delightful. That sounds yeah. dark. But. <laughs> no, but it is. As a fellow horror fan, I completely agree with you. And uh, and so, yeah, they wail on him. Uh and then, and then they, and then he goes around the the uh, side of the car, and he actually lunges at her with a knife. And then, instead of again, like you said, instead of just cutting to her face to watch the reaction, they actually show. And again, I think this is I I have to watch it a third time to tell for sure. But it looks to me like a beautiful moment of CGI. And that's a, I've never I don't think I've ever said those phrases together <laughs> to be honest with you my man, but like she she they he puts the he puts the knife into her abdomen and just slight slashes to the side and then practical blood kind of spills out. And I was like, "Oh god damn, this is <laughs> this is brutal. This is like the first what, 15 minutes of the film?" Yeah. Oh, I, I think I think at this point we're like we're 25 about. OK, uh, it, it does. It takes a minute to get going. But like it, it's also like I, I think it's uh, very well paced, um, which is a big thing for me just in general. Uh, hour and 20. That's beautiful. Like merciful. <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. And it yeah. and it fucking moves the movie. But yeah, I think around like 25 minutes in is when the killing starts, which is very reasonable. You get an hour of just the. You know, uh, the, the principals doing their thing and exactly yeah. <laughs> setting up the, all, all of the. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this. So he, he cuts her stomach and he's he's choking her while he does it, which is. Yeah, it's a two headed kill, man. It's yeah. crazy. He like, it's, can't and decide how he brutal. wants to do it. He's like, That's we'll right. do both. <laughs> um, choky, choky, dead. stabby, stabby. She's out. <laughs> And he just like he like strokes her face, but like moves her hair out of the way like this, like. This idea of like he just has no concept of right and wrong anymore. Like yeah. almost like maybe he doesn't know that he's hurting her. Like yeah, it's like it's, it's just really bizarre. Yeah, like almost like he doesn't know like the the difference between life and death or the difference between interacting with a live body and or a dead one. Right. Uh, and there's actually a really beautiful moment from the actress too. Uh, I'm sure I like to think it's intended where. Like literally, as she's gasping her final breath, she she cries one single tear out of her left eye that goes down her cheek, uh, right before he kind of strokes her face and her hair. It's kind of the, it's an oddly touching, yeah, <laughs> moment for for a basically just a bimanual kill that you just watched occur, and, yeah. and there was like there's no there's no shying away from it. So yeah, so I basically mean, the yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, I was just, I was just saying like I I think that like speaks to this idea because like the first movie like you know it's it's very much leatherface bad guy uh these poor kids have to figure it out this movie kind of takes the side of leatherface a little <laughs> yeah, bit like for a, for a lot of it like uh where you're like yeah but like they did kill his mom like <laughs> like like he's a, and that's weird because like the first one he didn't have like a motive really he's just like oh these are people i can kill like great like let's let's fucking do it and this one he's like can you not like 
now I have to cut off her face and fucking put it on my face. And <laughs> there's the part where he t- where he kills the Richter in in, in the uh, orphanage where he's just again it's just one of those brutal multi hit mm. uh, kills where he's he's sort of stabbed him in the neck with a piece of glass. Uh, Richter. Well, falls he stabbed the, the glass with this dude's neck. It was, like he, yeah, was yeah, he does the right. side of the window. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't move the window. He moves. He <laughs> yeah. moves Richter into the window pane, into his jugular, throws him on the ground, and then it's not enough. So, I did again. They just show the whole thing. He just is like coming over the top with a sledgehammer multiple times on his head, and the head's just disintegrating right in front of us. And all I can think is, yeah. fucking cool man you know like finally show it yeah but i liked richter i I have to say like i wasn't (laughs) expecting to i don't you know southern people freak me out sometimes (laughs) uh that's just my fucking have their moments i must say i have have family in the deep south i i hear you yeah no i i have too and they they freak me out sometimes (laughs) um but like i i think the way he was drawn was really respectful and and interesting and and surprisingly dimensional the uh people and like this is i think where like a lot of like film twitter got upset the because the millennials are not treated with that much respect or gen z or whatever you want to call them like they they come in and they're fucking cartoon characters like <laughs> they, they they're like can we snapchat this and like they're talking about getting canceled like leatherface getting canceled like it's a bit much and like do we deserve it Probably, Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Richter is is this character who's like, yeah, I'm a Texan, and it's not. It does criticize him a bit, like this, this whole idea of him rolling coal uh, in his yeah. truck, right? Yep. Where and it, and there's no reason for it. It's just it's just bad, <laughs> and it, yeah. and it's just rebellious for rebellion's sake. And he he says that, but he's also like genuinely actually cares about people in a way that like the millennials seem to only do that superficially uh, and only yeah. seem to care about people when it's going to impact their own lives. Well, no, that's completely right. I mean, as, as one of the, one of the critical moments of the film, uh, he, he kind of overhears, he doesn't know the circumstances exactly, but he overhears that they killed Leatherface's mom, the, the old lady mm-hmm. in the orphanage. And, uh, and they're about to take off. So he, he yanks, their keys away they have they have two cars right they have the big bus that brought in the investors and they have the uh, the electric car that they that drove them in on autopilot i guess and uh, he grabs both sets of keys and he's like yeah well i tell you what you know if you if you didn't if you you know if, if you guys bought that her house fair and square go show me the title and i'll give you back the damn keys yeah and the implication is otherwise we're going to sit here and let the cops figure it out yeah. And, and yeah. we don't really get an answer to that. Like, you know, Dante goes in the, the bus and he he searches around. He can't find it. He's like, oh, it must have got held up at the bank. I mean, I'm under the impression that that this woman was paid up and she was in the right. And, and yeah. these people encroached and, and fucked up. No way to really know. But that seems to be what's like the like what they're leaning towards. Um, And Dante is so like uh like just unapologetic you know he's he's so and even mel who is genuinely concerned she always like whenever she references it 
she talks about it in relation to herself. I need to know that I'm on the right side of this this thing right now. I can't yeah, do this point. unless you know what I mean? Like if this was just a random woman who was in trouble or who was poor, or who was dying, like would Mel care? Like from what we've seen, probably not. Probably like, not. Yeah. Does it look bad for her? Yeah. Then yeah, she, she better do something about it. Yeah. You know, you're right. I, I sort of gave uh, I gave Dante the benefit of the doubt a little bit. There was uh, there's some uh, exposition at the beginning where outside they, they go to this ghost town, which they're going to buy and basically sell off pieces of it and gentrify it. What's the guy at the gas station? He turns away as they leave and he goes, <laughs> gentrifuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is gentrification a thing by you? Like, is, is that like a thing you see at all? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Where are you around? I actually don't uh, I'm, know. Where I'm you're... basically in and near Detroit. I'm in southeastern Michigan, and uh, the 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 city itself. You know, it's an we. I have an interesting city. That's a whole episode in and of itself. But um, but yeah, like the whole like for instance the the downtown and the marinas have mm. sort of undergone this sort of transformation, and at least in Detroit, there's folks still trying to sort of keep. To, to keep it real and also uh, like allow a certain amount of gentrification. So there's a little bit of an uncomfortable uh, truce, if you will. But I know some places, like for instance, I, I was at, I was at grad school in Manhattan, man. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And, uh, and I lived in, so I lived in New York city for five years <laughs> and, um, and I've been back there. I don't recognize it. Yeah. No, I do it, not recognize it's... New York city anymore, man. It's crazy. It's it's it also really smells nuts. completely like reefer every place you go. Oh, now especially it's like, <laughs> like legal. What's going on? <laughs> I, I I am contributing to it. Like I'm I'm standing outside <laughs> of like buildings like a complete dirt bag and just like smoking a joint and like scowling at old ladies and shit. Like <laughs> it, it's because I can and like I hate cops and like I can tell like they get mad when they walk by and they're like I want to fucking I can't I just can't do anything to this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I now go. Uh, have you ever been to the Lincoln Center AMC? Yeah, oh yeah, I love it there. I, yeah, you know no, what? I have okay, weird, theater. weird, rough, weird, strange story. I uh, uh, who did I? Uh, uh, Tucci, Stanley Tucci. Mm. I sat next to Stanley Tucci at the at the Lincoln Center really? AMC. Yeah, with his wife, and at the end, I turned over and I was like, I think I said something really dumb, like, "Hello, Stanley." <laughs> And he said, hello, Stanley. how are you? I hope you enjoyed <laughs> Just a total dork move, you know? I didn't know what to do. I was there with my girlfriend. That's funny. She was Stanley like, say, Tucci say is like the famed alumni from my college. Oh, and nice. So, yeah, so in our library, we have a scanner, and they named it Scanley Tucci. <laughs> nice. That's outstanding. Yeah, For what it's worth, anyway, he was a super sweet guy. But anyway, yes, I've been to the Lincoln Center AMC. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I go there occasionally now and like I just like go around the corner and I just like smoke a joint outside before I, I go in now. And I, and it's just like this thing of like it's like I have to remind myself like when I am I'm <laughs> baked out of my mind and I walk inside and I'm like kind of freaking out a bit because I have to like interact with people. And I'm like, wait, I'm allowed to be higher. Like if I if they realize I'm high, <laughs> they can't do anything about this. Not that they really ever could anyway. And hey, this guy great. is taking part of his legal right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get him snacks. Somebody get this guy some snacks. When I went to go see uh, the Batman with Jack. Yeah. Oh, was, nice. Uh, You've already seen it. Good for you guys. I've seen it twice so far. Oh, yeah. Dude. I'm. Uh, have okay, you, so that, you not seen it yet? I have not. 
Uh, no, so no spoilers, but it Mom's sounds like word. if you went twice, we're cool, right? It must be good. It's it's a, it's a very good film. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I I, th- I think you'll dig it. So long as you're cool with three hour long movies, I think you'll have a good time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. You said earlier, like, so, uh, are you pre millennial? You millennial man? You can say. You can. I'm you can I'm millennial. Me. I'm like actually bordering on Gen Z. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm firmly right down the middle, Gen X. So when you said an hour and 20 movie, uh, it kind of rung a bell. So for me, it's, it's 90 minutes or yeah. ni- or 95 in that range feels like a, a standard film. And when you get, if it's a, if it's a lot shorter, a little bit lo- like way too much longer, it starts, I, I start to, you start to shift a little in your seat and say, well, well what's going on here? But, but if the movie's good and it brings you into a world that like you can't, uh, that you don't mind visiting. Yeah, I'll stay for three hours. Why not? Yeah, and it's absolutely that last thing that that if it brings you into the world, because I, uh, you know, I don't like long movies. I get upset if someone tries to make me watch a movie over 90 minutes. But superhero movies are the exception. I, you know, I, I, I love comic books. I, for a very long time, wanted, that's what I wanted to do was write comic books. Like, I, I was all about that. Um, and so... As long as I can escape into those worlds, like I will, I will take it. Like Zack Snyder's Justice League, four hours, beautiful, fucking bring it on. Like yeah. I'll, I'll sit through it. If you try to make me watch, like I don't know, uh, fucking Spotlight, and it's two hours long, like I might blow my brains out by the end of the movie. And and the movie could be amazing. And Spotlight is a very good film, and I don't think it's that long. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Pick on Spotlight podcast. <laughs> I just had this funny like mental image of you of like Jack putting on a movie and it going like you looking at you looking at your watch like okay 90 minutes and then you look at him and like 91 you look at him 92 you son of a bitch that literally <laughs> happened this week <laughs> This past week, we all, me and Jack went to, I'm uh, sorry, me and Mike went to Jack's apartment uh, in Manhattan, and we were like, we don't know what we're going to watch yet, but like, we'll watch some movies and, you know, uh, we'll get fucked up. That's what we do. That's, that's social, that's socializing. That's, that's the us. boys with the, with the IS. Got it. Yes. Oh, thank you for catching on to that. I feel like not everyone has. Damn straight. I love yeah, them fuck boys. Yeah. You're a real fan, man. I appreciate you, it. I was one of the three who like downloaded yeah. every damn episode. Yeah, you and kept us you afloat can be one for of the a three while. Who listens to this one? I absolutely will. <laughs> um, well, we went over there and we're looking through movies, and I was like, everything we watch like has to be sub ninety minutes, and if it's over ninety minutes, like you have to justify it to me. Because, like, I, I can't do it. But, like, if it has, like, a guy in, like, underwear and a cape, I'm like, yeah, that's as long as you want, man. Let's go. You're like, give me the six-hour Shazam. I'm all in. <laughs> okay, maybe not the six-hour Shazam. <laughs> By the end of the first Shazam, I was like, can I get out of this I don't fucking need, theater I don't right need now? This, I don't need the sequel. Uh-oh, drink. Drink. Yep. <laughs> I said it. But yeah, the reason I brought it up. So when me and Jack went to go see the Batman, I'm sorry, this is such a tangent now. Um, no, I'm digging this, man. This is great. <laughs> Did you guys go to 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 down to uh, uh, to AMC Lincoln Square? Yeah. So uh, AMC was doing these like uh, fan screenings or whatever because like you know we end the podcast, we don't get press screenings anymore. WB was always dicey with us. We went really hard on a 
uh, Mortal Kombat review and they stopped inviting us to things after that. And by we went really hard, I mean like I was like specifically like targeting WB during that and Mike and Jack were like, can we just talk about the movie? Um, WB, shut it down. <laughs> Send them letters. And then like August comes in and I'm like, can we, can we go screening for the Suicide Squad? And they're like... Here's a 10 a.m. screening on a Wednesday, fuckface. Good luck making it. <laughs> they clearly hate our guts. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, so so we got the the, the ticket for that. And because now, like, if you're on the Internet, like, you're going to get spoiled if you don't see it, like, exactly when it comes out or a little bit early. The fact that you've remained unspoiled, amazing and more power to you. But we went there. I from the walk from the subway to the movie theater, I smoked a joint. <laughs> I walked in. I met Jack. Jack doesn't know I'm high. We go upstairs. The IMAX is on its own level all the way at the top, and that's yeah. what what we were going to. We get up there, and it is like Lord of the Flies. It is a <laughs> mass of people who don't know where to go. Who are like, they're getting like fucking three hundred. This is Sparta kicked off the escalator because there's no room left on the floor. And I I get to a point where like we're in this like massive crowd and we're like slowly slowly trickling into the theater. And I have to turn to Jack. I'm like Jack. I'm I'm so high right now. And like boy was I not prepared for this. I thought we were just gonna come into the theater and sit down. We got here early. Sit down. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Have a sip of a soda. Oh, We're God, in a zombie like horde right now, dude. Baseball game. It was a nightmare. <laughs> and I learned nothing uh, from it. I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot. Actually, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a great uh, you, time. Reminded me like one of the first times I, I ever got uh, really, really stoned. Now we're going way tangent where I like I, it's you just reminded me of it. Like I literally was walking along with my girlfriend and I reached down and I grabbed her hand and I looked her. I looked her square in the eye, man. And I was like. Don't let me float away. <laughs> and it sounds, it sounds like maybe that's kind of what you guys yeah. felt like at the Batman. Yeah. Well, I mean, my main thing is like at any given time, like I don't want to interact with people. Right. So uh, the fact that there were that many people and I was high, I was like, no, 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 no. This is not good. Um, and by the, what, what was a fucking bummer, by the time the movie started, it started like 30 minutes late. I was stone cold sober. I was like, why did I do that? Like, <laughs> Damn it. I just stress myself out. I wasted my best dodge, man. <laughs> Have you ever done acid? Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I refuse to answer on the grounds I may incriminate myself. <laughs> Fair enough. I have. I, I don't mind incriminating <laughs> myself. Like, no, me. Done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did acid one time with my buddy uh, at like my childhood home, which was its whole other weird thing. But uh, I just remember we were watching X-Men Days of Future Past and we were like. Is that the one with Olivia Munn? Yes. Yeah. Psylocke. Okay. That was yeah. her first. Yeah. Her first appearance. She was also yeah. in Apocalypse, I believe. Right. Yeah. Was she only in Apocalypse? Uh, I can't remember. I just remember her. Yeah. She's, yeah. She has that effect on people and John Mulaney. Yeah. 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 yeah, she does. <laughs> um, and, but, and but yeah, just, so you were, uh, you were with your, uh, in your hometown, you said? 
Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, my, my hometown, uh, Sag Harbor on Long Island, uh, and my childhood home, and that is all like water damaged and fucked up. I'm like looking up and like looking at the water damage. I'm like, are my ceilings bleeding right now? Anyway, we're watching X Men Days of Future Past, and uh, <laughs> my buddy is like, like, like really like fucking zooted, and he just. <laughs> Like halfway through the movie, like we've been dead silent for like an hour and like halfway through the movie, this guy just like looks at me and it's like this weird like time travel confusing movie. (laughs) And he's so serious. He's so concerned. He goes, is any of this real? (laughs) 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 I got to hear what you answered, though. I was I like, hear what you said back. I said, I think so. Because <laughs> I, I, I sure? never been asked that before. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yeah. I'm like, fuck, is it? Like, <laughs> I can only answer so confidently. All right. So you and I are going to have to drop acid and watch this movie again. Then. I think so. Yeah. Right, we're just going to have to do a commentary. I have never tried doing acid and watching a horror movie. I think that might, <laughs> that, that really might put me over the edge. That could mess you up. Talk about flashbacks, man. Oh, shit. That I, I want to still like horror, so maybe, yeah. maybe we avoid that. Maybe we will watch, like, I don't know, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> watch Russian porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> we'll have a race. <laughs> that'll be like, that'll be the, uh, <laughs> after apropos of, what was it? Apropos of nothing? Apropos of fucking nothing, yeah, apropos yeah. Apropos of fucking nothing. We'll do, like, <laughs> acid in the porn show. AOFN. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, tried to make a porn show for a random movie roulette where we talked oh, about no. porn. Oh, did Dude, you really? Th- oh my god! So we made an OnlyFans, and that was where it was gonna live because, like, we wanted to do it on Patreon, but like, Patreon like doesn't allow like that kind of sexual content on there, right? Yeah. But we recorded an episode of it. I must have it somewhere on my ha- my hard drive where we watched a porn parody. I want to say of uh, like Justice League or something like that. <laughs> and we just like did commentary on it. We ditched it for a couple reasons. Like one, this might not go over well publicly. And two, <laughs> uh, I don't love watching porn with my <laughs> my friends. <laughs> like it's not like a, a pastime I particularly enjoy. <laughs> it could be a little, little peculiar. I see what you're saying. Like put it in the academic sense. It's like, hmm. Maybe I should. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should reconsider. <laughs> I don't know if this is what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it gets weird after like five minutes. You're like, we're just both. We're all. Yeah, this is weird. Except Jack is there. Like this does nothing for me. Like this is. It's all like boring straight people porn. I know. I remember Jack saying something along the lines of like, "Yay boobs" or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. He's like. I don't get it. Like it's not. <laughs> I it's not on my radar. But yeah. hey, knock yourself out. He's happy for us, which I appreciate, and we're happy for him, man. The few times because it's not fair, like the ratio. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. ratio where he gets to see dicks in movies is not the same as us <laughs> seeing tits and whatever in movies. I can totally see Jack complaining about the ratio. Yeah, like being like, "Damn it." Yeah, where's my pee? Well, hey, I think if me and Jack have anything to say about it, like we're gonna change that shit. So <laughs> stay tuned. All right, stay tuned. All right, now this is the best segue in the history of podcasting. You ready? I'm ready. So anyway, that scene on the bus. 
<laughs> beautiful. Absolutely Thank beautiful. You. Seamless. That was seamless. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I got no. That was my la- that was my final. <laughs> to, to be fair to everybody, my final like favorite film was The Bloodbath. I don't there think I've is seen that. a lit. No, no, I mean in in. Uh, oh, oh, in, okay. In the scene. So on the bus, there is a literal bloodbath, and mm. it is everything you think you you know in your heart uh, as a horror fan. A bloodbath should be. It is amazing. I. Hmm. That's interesting because I I like you that didn't scene. Like it? I like the concept a lot, <laughs> and okay. I like what we saw. Like what we saw is cool. Yeah, I wanted it to be like camera work wise. Like I think they could have done a better job of showing everything. The idea of him tearing through a bus is fucking dope. Oh but yeah. I think once we're in the bus, they clearly shot this in like an actual just a bus, and so yeah, they didn't have a lot true. of space. It wasn't so, like a soundstage or something. Yeah, that's true. Right, which is what you want. You want like a half bus that you can get, like get that camera around and 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 swivel it a little bit. Or uh, have you ever seen Children of Men? Yeah, yeah, yeah great that, film. Fucking amazing scene uh, where they're all in the car. And it turns into that shootout, right? Like, if you ever watch, like, the the behind-the-scenes stuff in that, like, they show the camera rig that they have so that it could, like, Mm -hmm. float around and, like, show everyone the era. It's really hard to shoot stuff in these, like, tiny enclosed spaces and, like, Mm -hmm. show, like, good action when you're doing it. And, like, I think that's why, like, a lot of, like, mid-2000s movies have this fucking awful shaky cam thing whenever action comes on and you're like, what the fuck is even (laughs) happening? Like, I'm just going to have to figure it out when it's over and they tell me basically who one and who lost yeah, what happened exactly and yeah i hear yeah. what you're saying like that sort of found footage uh handheld effect right exactly yeah. but i mean it's it's still cool like it's still it still looks good but i feel like if they even just took a step back and occasionally showed footage of it i'm like armchair directing like an asshole but like just showed footage of it like through the windows and stuff like just take no, a step you are back. armchair directing like an artist Thank you. That's Damn all that. Thank you. <laughs> no, I I hear what you're saying. I think I you're right a little bit. I think I fell a little bit in love with the idea. However, I, I will say this for the enclosed bus set. Uh, they didn't seem to scrimp on the gore. Not at all. They they lit it darkly so that it looked more sinister, at least to me. Like if you if you put bright colors everywhere, um, it it might look like a cartoon blood fest or mm. something. And they didn't do that. All the blood that splattered everywhere. And they showed, they basically showed him like there was one point at which he was just shaking, moving the saw, the chains. So basically, I'm sure you could probably already tell if you haven't seen it yet. Leatherface goes into a bus full of party goers and just hacks them all to pieces. Yeah. Uh, chasing the, the chainsaws them all, which is great because he's not like yeah. chainsawing for the whole movie. Like, he's no, right. He uses doing a lot of other of weapons. Shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's just chainsaw. And uh, like, and and he'll just like, they do this cool thing where they'll show like some guy. And they, again, this is some cool CGI, right? There's a guy who turns to run, and he takes him from shoulder down to his opposite hip mm. with the chainsaw. Yeah, and it's it's clearly uh, when you look at it, it's CGI, but it doesn't look like CGI, man. Right. It looks good. It does. I, the- I so appreciated that. I was like, now there's so many films that could be remade with effects like this that I would buy. And they like they you know they 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 did it they did it right they they paid attention and got it right 
And it, and it's so interesting. Do you know like the how like this was made, like all like the the production nonsense that went on? Uh, not really. I know that they kind of started and stopped, and then it changed production companies because it took too long. And then they had a team start a film, and then they fired them because they thought it sucked. <laughs> and they started another team. But all yes. I know is really what we got. So yeah, what what happened? So I, I and I was following this. <clears throat> For a while in production, it had been in production for a while before it eventually came out. And I was only interested because Fetty Alvarez was in any way attached. I I just wanted to know what he was doing next. They hired these brothers. They were directors and they go to Bulgaria and they start shooting. And I think it's like two days before they both quit. Uh, And they oh, they quit. I thought I heard they got they got let go. No, they said uh, from from what I I've heard it. They quit the the production and then they brought in these new new guys and like they had very little time to like get things back up and running again. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, this movie is going to be terrible. It's really going to be bad. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And surprisingly, like it's it's far more than competent. Like it's I think it's a pretty solid slasher overall. Yeah, I think the people who will be okay. This is a great way to to bring us full circle. I think the people who would be disappointed with this, Lewis, are the folks who went in saying, "Oh my God, I loved the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love everything about it. I can't wait to see what happens to this character." Yeah, they're gonna be so let down. No, you know? yeah, absolutely. I, if you really love it, there was like one specific thing that I saw kept coming up. They were like, "Where's the family?" in yeah in this like where is it i'm like people die this is an older leather like and and they were like but like is a texas chainsaw massacre without the family I'm like it can be if someone makes the movie there's this idea that like you know <laughs> yeah. the 80s 70s 90s horror films are like these fucking sacred texts like and that to uh remake them and change them in a significant way is like committing blasphemy i'm like that fucking blasphemy is what these movies were made off of like oh, yeah. it is it is made from doing things that make people uncomfortable like yeah, that shouldn't not be to what it's the, judged for well the the grandpa Grandpa from the first one was like, he was desiccated to the point of like almost being a corpse. Mm-hmm. Grandma, I'm pretty sure, was already dead. Yeah. And the only two people remaining were her, his older brothers, right? He had the hitchhiker and uh, what was his name? Larry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy who ran the, uh, the, the gas station. So I, I just bought it quickly. I was like, oh, they passed away. Yeah. Uh, they didn't His know. life went on. <laughs> yeah. He's this mute, big dude. He was a kid. He was like, well, kid, special needs kid, what, 19, 20, 18, something like that. And he wound up in an orphanage. Yeah. And now he's the last one there because nobody wants to adopt an older kid, or at least not a mute one who apparently yeah. is a slasher. And he's, uh, and yeah. from what it seems like, he stopped. Like, you know, I'm yeah. not saying like, right. like, everyone calm down. He stopped murdering <laughs> people with a chainsaw. All right, let's cut him a fucking break here. All I'm, all I'm saying is that like, he Just, was like in this renaissance of peace or whatever until these fucking kids show up and like start fucking kill his fucking mom. Like, it's <laughs> true. And yeah. that's when he snaps is, you're right. I'm trying to Imagine him in the orphanage and them being like, <laughs> bring him a piece of charcoal and a round piece of paper, please. <laughs> no, no scissors. 
<laughs> no pencils. <laughs> just in case. Just right, in case. right, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, and then they they brought in Sally, and you're right, Sally got dispatched a little too quick. Um, but overall, you know what? If you didn't know uh, that, that's what I was coming back to. If if you ta- if you take this as a romp and a ride, mm-hmm. the second time I watched it, it's a fun ride. It's just a fun yeah. ride, man. And some of the kills are really brutal and unique. And uh, in general, like you said, the pacing doesn't really drag. Uh, it looks a little... The only complaint I have, the, uh, the real complaint I have between the first one and the sequel, drink. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so drunk I can't even find I got my beer. You, man. <laughs> one last one, last one. Mm. I'll try not to say the RNA. <laughs> but no, was that... The first one looked grainy and gritty, and I think it was the film stock. Yeah. Did, you know, so this was shot on film? Uh, I, I believe, I, well, if it, I, I don't know, but they, it, it looks like it, okay. I'll there is film out. great, for sure. Yeah, there is. And I think, but it almost looks like it was shot on thirty-five digital, and it was like, it, it was, uh, the, the grain was affected. Uh, yeah, which is very hard to do, by the way. Yeah, um, I've, exactly, I've seen it tr- like attempted. It's it's not an easy thing to uh, to get right. But yeah, it does have a grittiness to it. The the look yeah. of it. Yeah. And so, uh, and then, um, and then at the end, they they put their own stamp on it, man. They gave it a nice little twist. Oh, I I think if you're gonna ask me like what my favorite scene is, yeah, it's, it's that that closing scene, man. Like that fucking. I like bleak endings so goddamn much. <laughs> yeah. I love going through a fucking hour and a half rigmarole with these fucking dumbass kids. And but not start- an hour and 40. Fuck those guys. No, if it's an hour and 35, <laughs> get out of my life. Yeah. But an hour and 30 is beautiful. I, I, <laughs> I, love I you can guys. do it. <laughs> um, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I got so heated about runtimes. <laughs> I kind of dig it, man, because I just, I just have to keep imagining you just losing your shit when you look at your watch. Yeah, no, all the time. <laughs> I'm like a hundred like minutes. You motherfuckers! Like, <laughs> How dare you? You know better. <laughs> Yeah. No, there's no excuse for it anymore. I think like my my tipping point was. Have you ever seen Eyes of My Mother? Uh, yes, but I don't remember it. Tell me who who's in that and what it's about. Oh God, I I do I not know the it? names of the actors. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. You tell me. It's about uh, a woman on a on a farm who is a murderer, and she kind of like slows her mind, um, or just I guess becomes more of an aggressive murderer but that's like a like an hour and 10 minutes and i'm like this is still a movie like it was an hour and 10 minutes it, it did not hit that 90 minute mark and it's a good movie and i think it's better for it they were like this is the length that this concept can sustain like yeah. they did not take it any farther than it was meant to the thing i hate more than anything is when i'm watching a movie and i see that they're trying to pad their runtime like it leads to like the least entertaining shit ever and i we see it all the time with gory picture show these barely movies that we talk about that they're like like we have to hit 90 minutes or it's not going into any theater yeah yeah 
Well, you're right, and it, it works both ways, right? I mean, you see it padding, and then sometimes you, like you said, you see films that just lag on. You're like, man, you really, this is this exposition is not <laughs> right necessary. Just get back to the, you know, get back to the action. Uh, what, what what's the old phrase? You know, just show it, don't say it. Yeah. You know, and I don't so want them really don't do that. <laughs> I don't do either one. No, <laughs> not saying either yeah, one. They're like, figure it out. Just... <laughs> yeah. I'm the new David Lynch, bitch. <laughs> figure out what I'm talking this about. mystery is your problem now. <laughs> Agonize for 15 years, and then maybe I'll drop a hint in a variety interview. <laughs> you piece of shit. My work is done here. <laughs> you guys, don't ask me what my most spiritual film is. That's my business. <laughs> You garbage people Don't be who so paid fucking for my lazy. <laughs> How dare you get emotionally invested oh in things I created? Oh, I'm having too much fun, man. It's partly you and it's partly uh Saint a lot Patrick's of day. Yeah, man. And I... also it's a lot this movie. Okay, so uh, sorry. I, oh, no, I, no, no, I told, continue. I, I took you way off your your course. You were telling me about why you loved the last scene. This is a good wrap up because this the last scene's kick ass. Yeah, man. Um, I, yeah, so I, I like bummer endings, um, just in general, it's, it's, it's an easy, like, way to make, uh, make the movie stick with the audience after they've finished the movie. Like it, it, it causes rumination like inherently. And I think it just, just makes sense as far as if you just look at like structuring a movie and, and how the story is going to play out, bummer endings just make sense to me. Um, yeah. And this one, like they have like, it's, it's clear it's coming. They're, 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 like it, it's, it's definitely like a too good to be true ending. Both these sisters get out of it alive and they're in this yeah. car and they're, they're fucking joking with each other. Like one of them is like, Hey, I think I'm ready to live in this town, which is a funny bit like yeah. <laughs> to be it like, is. yeah, you know what? You've, you've, you've convinced me this is a great place to live. Um, and she's like, oh, fuck you. And they're, they're, they're laughing and then just Leatherface coming up. And you knew what was going to happen, but you're still yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, like, you're I right. I want them it's to have still... this moment and just drive away. It's a jump scare. Even though you know it's coming, you know, you know what? You got to give it that too, man. If you know there's a scare coming and yeah. you're like, okay, I'm ready. And you still... And you're still at least yeah, you're bummed. Still, you yeah. still take that breath, man. I'm with you. Like, and and what's interesting is that was all set up in the beginning of the movie. Like when they're driving away from the gas station or the convenience store or whatever, and they put the they make they pay special attention. They make sure you know that they put the car on autopilot. Uh, before they drive into yeah. the next town, and then it's it's not brought up again. When they get into that same car at the end to escape, they think they're in the clear. They put it back on autopilot. <laughs> uh, Mel gets yanked out of the car. Her sister sticks her head out of the sunroof because they have the autopilot on. And she doesn't have to drive. Right. It just goes. And watches her sister get beheaded yeah. and looks like makes eye contact with her sister's like severed head until she is driven out of view by a robot. Like that's yeah. so bleak and perfect. Oh it's, gr- oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And I agree. I love the bleak endings as well. And one of the things I really like about that again, clearly. So the actress is the actress who's beheaded. Um, by the way, I kind of, she grew on me. 
At the she beginning, did. I was like, man, yeah. this actress is really annoying. She's kind of like this mousy <clears throat> little curly haired woman. Uh, pretty, I, she's a pretty woman, I guess, but just kind of annoying. And she reminded me end, of Alana Glazer uh, without the charm uh, and and things that make me like her. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a really good. I hadn't even thought of that, but she's by the end, she's she's really put in her acting chop, and she's really good. Anyway, the actress is looking directly at the camera as her head is basically cut off by by Leatherface. And so clearly it's another moment of CGI, mm. but it looks awesome. Right. The way her face, you know, yep. she's screaming in one moment. He cuts off her head and the face just goes slack. Slack. Yep. It's haunting. Like, it great. Is. That is what I want from a horror movie. Yep. I want to be having a good time, assuming that they're going to get out at the end, or at least someone's going to survive at the end, and then just see a tragedy happen. Roll credits. <laughs> Beautiful. I thought you were going to say... Assuming they're going to get out, I'll be heading with a slack face. That's all I want. That's the only thing out of a movie that I want. No, I'm with you, man. Like, uh, for instance, um, I'm a huge, uh, the, the, the test pattern guys know this. I'm a massive Dawn of the Dead fan. Uh, mm. The OG 1978 film. Love it. Always I have, see you always tweet will. about it a lot. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. Any, t- any chance I can put, like, a GIF in it, I will say something <laughs> about it. Um, I go to the, I, I take a pilgrimage to the Monroeville Mall pretty much every year. I mean, just really? crazy whack stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, but the at the end of that film was supposed to be bleak. And of of all people, man, George Romero was like, "Oh, that's too dark. I got to change it." But imagine how much cooler it would have been had basically there were two protagonists at the very end, and they've made it all the way to the end. They're just about to escape. One of them shoots themselves in the head, and the other one stands up and puts her head into the rotors of a spinning uh, helicopter. Mm-hmm. And then that's. End. I mean, that's insane, and I I love that. Just like a, as a thought of like a method of kill of committing suicide. Yeah, I like yeah. how creative, um, and what <laughs> specific circumstances you need to be in to pull that off. But um, yeah, man. Like, you have I, a friend who's a pilot. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about. We can yeah, make this happen sad. if a lot of people are cool with a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I like that movie a lot. I think it's objectively a good movie. Pacing wise, it just like I I kind of like lose track of it. But I think that's just my sure. ADHD brain. I love Romero. I love those zombie movies in general. All of like what Romero did, even Return of the Living Dead. I have I'm actually wearing on this stupid vest uh, a Return of the Living Dead back patch. It's like my whole back right now. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, it's it's uh, I, I, I like it a lot. And um, but Dawn is like a great movie, like kind of like The Shining, where I'm like, it's an awesome movie objectively, like just from like a sheer filmmaking, like you can't argue against that. I just like don't connect to it every time I watch it. Understood, man. If it had that bummer ending, I would definitely stick out more (laughs) in my mind. Ah, I got to find I got to find somewhere. Supposedly this was shot. So I'm going to have to find I'm going to have to find you that footage and make you a fan, man. I'm going to make you a believer. I think if you found that footage, you'd probably like make like national not national news horror community <laughs> news big time national news <laughs> this breaking there's, at there's cnn a lot of stuff going on right <laughs> maybe old like monster kid finds amazing 1978 lost footage <laughs> russian porn at 11 you'll uh, get a bloody disgusting headline <laughs> yeah yeah that's what we'll definitely get that man oh uh, this this thing was a this was a riot. Thank you for suggesting this. This was a great film. Man. No, of course. I'm glad we got to talk about it. I'm glad I had like a, a forum to 
uh, vent about this stuff. I, you know, I don't have a podcast where I can just act like an asshole every week. So <laughs> this is a great opportunity. I think you give yourself too many asshole vibes, my friend. You're a good dude. Oh, thanks, uh, man. Was there, um, was there, did you have any sort of, I don't know, final thoughts or anything else about the, the movie that you kind of wanted to pitch in before we yeah, start? I, yeah. I, I think like in general, the reason why I wanted to talk to this movie, talk about this movie in general is just the way my interactions with social media affect my opinions on things. I'm starting to notice more and more. It's very easy to fall into a, you know, mode of sheer hatred or, or, or just unabound love, neither of which are healthy, but like, this was this was a movie that I was like, one, we didn't need to fight about this. It was not important. If this was a movie that launched on a streaming service for a franchise where we've gotten a million crappy uh, remakes and then sequels or whatever. Like there, there's no reason to even really talk about this. The fact that everyone singled it out and said uh, and had a fight about it. There's, there's yeah. no reason for it. Enjoy the movie. Great. Hate the movie. Fine. Go out and see a movie and just yeah worry about your own reaction to it less than the public reception and which is me talking to myself by the way i'm not excluding myself from this i do it all the time no i hear i kind of hear what you're saying so i i try to be positive as well and for the most part i am uh but i'll I'll be honest man the first time i watched it i um it wasn't like i was having a bad day or anything i just watched i was like oh that was that was interesting uh Mm. it wasn't exactly what i was expecting i don't know what i was expecting and then uh, the second time I did it, I just kind of shut off. I went into it expecting. I just said, this is going to be a shadow of the OG like they mm-hmm. all are. And every so often, you can be pleasantly surprised by that. At the, at the most, at, at, at best, you get, okay, that was fun. And that's exactly what I got out of this film, man. For all the reasons we just talked about. Yeah. And uh, one of, by the way, one of the things I didn't mention was the music. Um, and I thought the music was really, really good. Uh, yeah no me too the composer also composed for hereditary and uh um color out of space oh okay uh, the, both those movies have amazing scores so that yeah that does make was, sense uh let me see if i can find this fella damn it colin stetson oh i think he's uh as i recall he's like a musician first and he just kind of got into mm. um soundtracks as kind of like a side project like and, a trent Reznor type yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, and it turned out to be really good at it. I hope he keeps going. But another cool thing about the film was that they had this cool music and the, but they also knew when to keep it quiet. There were whole patches of the film, like for instance, the the ambulance crash with um his girlfriend kind of like the the sole survivor uh not knowing where Leatherface was. Uh total silence. Mm. Basically that whole that whole scene, man. And uh, and you just kept expecting the music to kind of start pulsing, and it never did, which which ratched up the uh, the tension. Yeah, you know. So no, when they absolutely. had music, it was good. When then, so the music was good. The cinematography was kick ass. And like I said, I think for me the takeaway was, hey, you you want to be a living if you if you want to see Gone with the Wind, this ain't it. You want to see. <laughs> You know, Lawrence of Arabia, not quite. But if you want to see the marriage of some practical effects that are really good and some what I consider to be impressively cutting edge CGI. Yeah. 
at least watch it for that. At Absolutely. It, you know, it's almost like like this is what if Texas Chainsaw Massacre never existed and then was made in 2020, 2020, really um, like this is what it would look like. Like, you know what I mean? Like without all the the other like pretense of the the first film, but like this is how it would be be approached. And it's kind of cool to see a film through that lens. Your original yeah. film is never going away. You're always going to be able yep. to go back to that. You're always going to be able to enjoy it. You can always ignore whatever came after. And God knows Precisely. these sequels do like. Yeah. Yeah. Take it as it is. Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more, man, and uh, and I thank you for bringing it to me. And uh, hey, what do you have? Uh, what do you have coming up next? Aside uh, from trying to find lost footage for, <laughs> for the Corey Picture Show. Yeah, man. So, um, <laughs> uh, I'd say I I can't talk too much about it, but like keep okay, an eye on enough. the random movie roulette feed. We we might be dropping something in the next couple weeks or so. Uh, oh, you guys are pulling a Tom Brady. I can feel it, man. You guys, <laughs> you guys no, no, no. are like, we're out. We're out the game. We're, we're not. Well, uh, we're well not just a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> we're not coming out of retirement, but uh, we we it's March and there's something we need to take care of. So okay. uh, we're going to take care of it. Uh, you can okay. find me on the Gory Picture Show with Dr. Brandon Hardy. It's a much better show than Random Movie Roulette, and Dr. Brandon Hardy is amazing. We have a fucking banger of an episode coming for you in April. It is not what I am working on right now, which is the edit <laughs> on the episode that I lost most of the footage of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, keep an eye on that feed. And if you like old, crappy, schlocky shit... Be sure to uh, tune into that one. And you can also hear me occasionally on the Cinema Marketing Podcast with uh, Mike from Random Movie Roulette and uh, Anthony, who has been on Random Movie Roulette a couple times um, and just an all around funny fucking swell fellow. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm doing the market research segment with them, which happens like once a month where me and Ma- Mike talk about like recent movie marketing and, you know, trailer yeah. releases and whatnot. So worth subscribing to that for. And uh, I'm also a, I'm this is so much longer than I bet you were anticipating. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fucking over 90 minutes, man. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, I'm a screenwriter. I, I like movies and shit. I want to write them. Uh, you, you I, wait, can I just break in here for please? a second? Uh, Lewis is a very talented screenwriter. Mm. Uh, and if you are so inclined, you can check out his, his writing and our friends James uh, work in. Fountain and the Vengeful Nun Who Wouldn't Die. Uh, it is available to Fucking watch. A. <laughs> Love that movie. So oh, good. thank you so much, dude. Really. The writing was uh, was first rate. The, the the shots. I was really blown away by it. Frankly, I expect to like it because you guys are my friends. But <laughs> I'm serious. Like I just sit no, like yeah, as no, opposed to like fair, a lot of people. Yeah. Like, oh, my friends wrote this. Gonna suck. My I was the opposite. Piece I was, of shit. I gotta watch. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I wasted my time with. No, I was the opposite. I was like, I can't wait to see this. But that's I don't know why that set my expectations in a different place. So when I saw it, I was like, God damn, this is this is really this is top art. Oh, thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah I truly. I co-wrote the script with director James Dean. I'm I'm really proud of whatever role I had in that. I'm the screenwriter, associate producer. I helped him out with like some vague 
like more big picture creative stuff where I could. But James Dean really willed this into existence. I, I, yeah. I can't stress that enough. The guy put like everything he fucking had into it to it. It's micro budget indie DIY punk shit like you like. Yeah, if you want to support is. the arts, like this is a route to fucking go down because this was done <laughs> just so independently. Yeah. Like it's dangerous, like that that kind of level. But if you watch the quality of the film, I, you would never I would never guess. Oh, that's so kind of you. Truly. Thank you. Like it, you know, it's uh it, it's it's solid, it's violent, it's funny as hell. Uh <laughs> like the lighting, the sound design, the editing, everything was amazing. The writing. Did you make it down to the uh to the world premiere and I didn't sadly. Oh, I was so bad. sad. I was going oh. on my honeymoon at that time, so it just like <laughs> it was bad timing. All right, Lewis, you slacker. What, what kind of a cute what kind of excuses? <laughs> I know. I had to get fucking married. Why? What's the point? <laughs> it's 2022. Couldn't convince the girl that? to go down with you. <laughs> Come on, hon. It's just two days at the end of our... <laughs> I tried the rest to. of our lives no, together. I talk to you. So it was the, the <laughs> screening was the day after the honeymoon. So we went to a music festival yeah. uh, for our honeymoon, and it was the day after that. And I was like, "Can I change my return flight?" And immediately, like, I saw in her face, like, "That's not a good idea." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, <laughs> what if we both went to St. Louis the night after the music festival?" And she was like, "Do you really think like we're gonna spend a whole day at a music festival and then be able to get to the airport on time and get on a plane and go to St. Louis?" And I was like, "No." I guess not. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. make it. Damn. I would have loved hey, listen, to have been there, but no. Yeah. Listen, I got to tell the people listening though, like l- lest they think that you were gonna try and abandon your bride on your honeymoon. No, never. Before we recorded, uh, you know, we we were just trading texts back and forth, and Lewis was like, "Hey, man." I, I suggested maybe recording this at a certain time. He said, "Can we do it an hour later?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, no problem at all." And it was like. Uh, I, I'm just doing it out of respect for my wife who has this Zoom meeting in the house and I, I just want to be respectful. It's a really cool and sweet and great. Oh, that thank you. Like, yeah, that's my... the best newlywood like, you, you can be. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, that was very cool. We're you married, man. I mean, so our, our honeymoon came way late after our like second uh, wedding. But yeah, I, I adore her. She's doing great things. She's going, she's uh, going to be a doctor and she's going to help so many more people than I will ever be able to on my own. So I'm going to support her in any way I can. She's wonderful. That's right. You're the only thing that you will ever yell at her about is like choosing films that go over like 90 minutes. Oh my God. Don't even get me. So she's been trying <laughs> honey, to get me to I watch love the you. King's 92, Man. 92 freaking minutes, honey. <laughs> she's been trying to get me to watch the King's Man. It's two and a half hours long. <laughs> no, you're oh. like, it's a, it's a non-starter. It's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, what are the Twitter? What are your Twitter handles, real quick? Oh yeah, uh, you can find me specifically on Twitter at Lewis J Otero on Instagram Blood Guts and Lewis. You can find the Gory Picture Show on Instagram at Gory underscore Show, and just subscribe to the Gory Picture Show feed. You sir are an unparalleled delight. Oh, thank you so much. I had such a good time, man. Really, thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, and I, I had a blast talking to you about this. I hope you come back. You are always welcome. Thank you. Whenever you want me, man, let me know. And then just to sort of finish things up on the positive note, sequel, drink. One of these Tonight, is everybody, full. we're going to slam. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good.
thank you for listening to Clock Strikes Midnight. For more information or to suggest topics, find me on Twitter at Finn313. The show's music was written by Kevin McLeod and can be found on Incompetech.com. Many thanks to my guests who give freely of their time, and thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>